I'm going to explain, attempt to explain today something that Holy Spirit has now activated on the earth at a level that we have not seen before. It is something that will bless hundreds of ecclesias, hundreds of New Testament churches. It's not just for us. It is for a kingdom strategy. And so turn your spiritual ears on and uh, let's hear some things that I believe is, well, it's just, it's a game changer and takes us into some supernatural things. The prophetic summit nine days ago was incredible. And something happened that night that I want to emphasize concerning Holy Spirit and His angels that are now assisting in this new supernatural transitional reformational era. It's an era, it's not just a season. Remember, Holy Spirit has told us it begins in 2024. Also remember, supernatural has been emphasized. It's a supernatural transition. It is a supernatural reformation. Well, supernatural activity did happen at the summit, and I want to explain it. Now, we are being called to be a true church as Jesus himself defined the church. Our authority is delegated, yes, and it functions based on God's holy word, his scriptures. It, it functions based, our authority functions based on God's will, and it activates in his name. So I want to start with Christ's own definition for his church, his ecclesia, that's the Greek word that he used for church, referring to a governing body, a legislative body, a ruling and reigning uh, body. And that word is used 113 times in the New Testament, so it wasn't an accident. It is an on-purpose definition. And understanding that definition, we've got to understand it or we don't know our mission statement. And so I'll start there, Matthew 16, they'll be on the screens for you. And I'm going to take my time to build this because I need to explain a, a supernatural revelation that's in, less releasing. Matthew 16, 18 and 19, King James, on this rock of revelation, remember, uh, he was talking to the apostle Peter and uh, Peter had received re revelation and Jesus said, on revelation knowledge, on the rock of revelation I give to apostles, to fivefold ministries, that revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Please know that is legal courtroom language that he used there. 
You go to court and you have a contract. You maybe have a contract ruled upon or a lawsuit that is ruled upon. It is, it is a contract that is binding or you go to get one annulled or loosed, loosed from it. Um, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, the Amplified Bible. On a huge rock like Gibraltar, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the power of the infernal region, will not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. Hell cannot hold out against the true ecclesia of the true church. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind declare to be improper or unlawful, again, it's legal language, on earth must be what is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose declare lawful on earth must be what is already loosed in heaven. Now the Passion Bible, this rock of revelation will be the bedrock foundation on which I build my church, my legislative assembly. In other words, it's a uh, uh, deliberating uh, boule or Congress. And the power of death will not be able to overpower it I will give you the keys of, of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. So we release what heaven wants released and we, we, convene, as, we convene as an ecclesia and we forbid things uh, or we permit things. Now the message Bible. This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that even the gates of hell, gates refers to authorities, the authorities of hell will be able to keep it out. And that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door no more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. The ecclesia convenes to say no to things or yes to things. This again is the King Jesus, his own definition. And really, that's the only one that matters. Now, Matthew 16, 18, and 19, the Greek text, and I've taken the Greek words and paraphrased them for you. They have great meaning, and uh, I'll do my best to, to paraphrase this. I say to my church, my ecclesia, I give you the keys of my spiritual kingdom, commissioning you to reign with me in the earth realm. I give to you the Chamberlain anointing as described by Isaiah in Isaiah 22, 22 to open doors or close them. 
And whatever you encounter of hell's kingdom, its leadership, or its human surrogates in the earth realm, and that would be evil leaders, oppressive lever, uh, leaders, oppressive government, antichrist government, that I have determined my ecclesia will overcome and prevail against, you will then face a decision as to whether you forbid it or permit it. What transpires will be conditional to your response. Your response. If you purposefully and faithfully engage yourself in forbidding or permitting the issue on the earth, voicing my will in my name, you will find at that moment when you do, my entire kingdom will back you. Yes, all of heaven will back you. That, of course, includes angel armies, the supernatural ones that assist us, according to Hebrews 1.14. I read that definition at the prophetic summit and convened an ecclesia for King Jesus, a legislative assembly of, of his church. Earlier that day, I had gone out by a lake where I like to pray. I do that at our big, for our big events. I, I like to go out and spend time just praying and talking to the Lord. And I went to the lake and I was praying and around 11.30, something significant and rare happened. Holy Spirit allowed me to see into the spirit realm. It was a prophetic vision. Something that I've never seen before, I was allowed to, to, to see. I was praying for the meeting that night and I said, Lord, people are coming from, from around our nation. Many are driving for hours, uh, four hours, five hours, some 10 hours to, to be here tonight. And Lord, I, I want it to be beneficial to them. I want them to be blessed. I want them to be refreshed. Make it, make it worth their time. Give us what we need to, to, from you to, to inspire and to release your word. And then I said, some are actually flying in on jet planes and from around our nation. And some are flying in even from other parts or other nations. When I said that, Holy Spirit said very clearly to me in this prophetic vision, Holy Spirit said to me, they aren't the only ones. And immediately I was caught up in the spirit realm. And that of course occurs in the scripture and, and in visions like this is it's a, it's a way God speaks to me. Holy Spirit instructs me since I was a kid. And in this vision, I could see a, a host of angels that were also coming to the meeting. And Holy Spirit 
begin to reveal to me who they were and where they were from. I've never seen anything like that before. And I could see they were coming from all continents, nations, Europe, uh, Britain, Germany, Russia. I saw angels. I knew they were from, from South America or for China, from China. They were coming from everywhere. And I saw government angels that, that were in that, in that throng, that host. And they, of course, assist our prayers and our decrees. When, when the ecclesia makes governing decrees, these are angels that, uh, that help uh, and assist those to come to pass. I could tell who they were because of their dress. They had the purple sashes on that I've explained before. But they were coming from... From around, I could see them coming from everywhere, nations around the world. I also saw seraphs, the mightiest angels that we know of, the seraphim order. And I could identify them, of course, also by their dress, but also as I was seeing this, I was very aware, I could sense the, the power of these angels, their strength. And the delegated authority that they, they carry, it was almost like it was tangible. It was so, their authority was so powerful. Delegated but powerful. And they too were coming from many continents, many nations uh, that, that, that they were assigned to. Remember, our God does assign angels to places, to regions, to territories, to states, to nations. There were also in this host principalities and powers and, and thrones and dominions from our kingdom, Christ's kingdom, from various parts of the world. And they were coming as well. Sadly, most today in the church concentrate only on principalities, powers, mights, and dominions from hell's kingdom. They're pretty good at that, not understanding that our kingdom, the kingdom of God also has these mighty supernatural beings who are faithful and they are loyal to the Godhead. Remember only one third of the angels fell with Lucifer when he did his rebellion. I saw hundreds of these mighty beings coming to, to this convening of the king's ecclesia that was attended by the place was full, hundreds and tens of thousands that were watching online. This was overwhelming to me. I don't even know how to describe it. I, I shook inside. Uh, maybe a better word is tremble because you get in that kind of presence, you tremble sometimes. You just can't help it. And it was overwhelming. And I knew this was not just about us. We're no more special than any other church or ecclesia. We're not special people uh, that way above others. I knew it was something, there was something Holy Spirit was revealing to his people now at a new level and that was activating. 
He was revealing a supernatural level of assistance that he was now dramatically increasing as he pours out his Holy Spirit again and again and again. I knew he was emphasizing a key principle for great victories and the bringing to pass of, of his word, or God's word of promise. A key much of the church has forgotten or dispensationalized as no longer for us. And I remembered his word to me 15 years ago as I prayed through the night at another lake saying to me, I'm coming on another campaign for King Jesus, similar to Acts chapter 2, but this time I am bringing far more of the angel armies. I knew he was fulfilling that promise to his ecclesia, and not just here, but all over the planet. I saw the hosts from many nations, and I began to weep. Tears begin to run down my cheek. I get emotional thinking about it even today. And for whatever reason, I just begin to sing, How Great Thou Art, loud as I could. I knew something very significant was being activated and released to the true church, to the ecclesia. Something that was a game changer. I, I didn't know what to do with this. Uh, and I wonder, is this, is this for my understanding or am I to share what this is about? Because sometimes God gives me something and I'm not supposed to share it. Uh, or it's for another time, you know, maybe a year from now, two years, whenever. I, I was thinking... What, did, what do I do? And I begin to pray, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What am I to do with this? And uh, I didn't hear anything. Well, that night at the summit, I usually go first. I like to get what I'm seeing from the Lord, uh, get it said so I can think about other things and allow the other people to minister so that night I, I began to prophesy what I was hearing from the Lord. And you can get all this online. It's available. Then prophet Hank Kuhneman, he began to share what Holy Spirit was giving him for our times. And then following that was Dutch, my brother Dutch. And at the end of Dutch's uh, message, he then invited prophet Clay Nash to come forward and, and give a prophetic dream that Clay had had the night before concerning this meeting. And I didn't even, I didn't know this. Dutch didn't, didn't tell me. Clay didn't tell me. It's not unusual at the summit. Things happen and it's okay with me. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of things happen. We don't plan this. I don't even talk to them about what, what they're getting. So he calls Clay forward to tell about a dream that the Justice Gate angel gave him the night before. Clay is a 
a prophet of the Lord. He's also a friend. And I've heard him talk about the Justice Gate Angel many times. I've prayed with him about messages. The Justice Gate Angel that appears to him in dreams sometimes gives to him. And he said, the Angel Gate Angel or the Justice Gate Angel in a dream last night said concerning this, this meeting, it would be a white stone weekend, a white stone meeting. When he said that, I jumped in my seat, literally. I mean, my spirit leaped. I instantly knew what I'd seen earlier that day was about. I knew the angels were here to receive a white stone. This is supernatural something happening. They were here to receive a white stone, at least what the white stone represents. That's more like it. What, what it symbolizes, what it authorizes, what, it, what its meaning is, what it states, what it legally, legally provides. Something supernatural was happening and being released to the body of Christ. A supernatural strategy was activating and ecclesias everywhere would begin to receive from it. Hundreds of them would begin to receive from this. A kingdom precedent. I've been talking to you about precedents. A kingdom precedent was activating but at a different level. Supernatural plans were activating. Supernatural warfare was activating to help us prevail. Supernatural power to help us win stunning victories. To help, help us see promises materialize. To help us see incredible interventions. The giving of the white stone refers to something that Jesus says to the church of Pergamon in Revelations 2.17. He says this to them, to him who overcomes will I give to them a white stone. The giving of the white stone in those days was well known, but not so much today. Two of the main meanings were, number one, in the Roman games, a white stone was given to the winner of an athletic contest, a race or some athletic competition. A white stone was given to them, similar to how in our times you may give a blue ribbon or a trophy. They would be given a white stone that had their name inscribed on it, declaring, you are the winner, you have won. This stone served as a ticket to attend an award banquet that followed the competitions. You would be celebrated later at an awards banquet. Of course, we can apply that because those of us who are believers in Christ Jesus have been declared overcomers. We've been declared to be winners. 
and we are invited to attend an awesome banquet, the marriage supper of the Lamb. But the primary meaning of, and that's awesome, but the primary meaning of giving of the white stone occurred actually in the court system of Rome. And it is what the justice angel, the justice gate angel was referring to. A Roman court in those days would convene a jury similar to, to our times. The jury would hear, uh, hear a matter, they would deliberate, and then they would issue a verdict similar to our times. They would rule. They would rule on the issue. They, they would think about it, discuss it, hear the matter, and then issue a, a, a decision. They would decide it. Is it, is it lawful or is it unlawful? When the time for the verdict came, they would bring out a clear vase and they would set it in front of the jury. The jury would then put a black rock in that clear vase for guilty and a white rock for a verdict in your favor, not guilty. A white rock for a favorable ruling to you. A white rock, you win. You win the lawsuit. You, you win what's being contested. The angels, the mighty ones Holy Spirit was sending, had come for our verdict. The verdict of the king's ecclesia. They came from every continent to hear the verdict of the ecclesia. Would we rule on a matter favorably or unfavorably? What has the true New Testament church as defined by Jesus agreed on? What transpires is conditional to their response. Would they bind something? Would they, would, would, would we loose something? Is there a matter that, that we're going to annul based on our constitution, the word of God, his precepts, his laws? What would we forbid? What would we for, forbid or permit? What would we declare no to? What would we declare lawful or unlawful? What is the verdict of the ecclesia? What has been, what has been declared proper or improper in the name of King Jesus based upon his precepts, his word? In a sense, we were holding court. Would we rule in favor of what God says. And so we can easily begin to see why for the past decade, Holy Spirit has been teaching us 
concerning decreeing a thing to see it established. Job 22, 28 says, we've been learning how to decree to see it established. That has been soaking the ecclesia for the past decade. What was he doing? He was giving jury instructions. Would we issue decrees based on God's word, his promise, his will, his laws, his precepts? Would our words agree favorably with God's will? Psalms 103 verse 20 says, the angels hearken to the voice of God's word we decree. We are the people on the planet. We're the beings on the planet that voice his will, that voice his, his word. Angels hearken. They, they listen to bring that word to pass. Would we give them a white stone verdict to enforce uh, will we give them a white stone ruling to enforce the verdict? The angels are the enforcers, releasing them to bring to pass the rulings of the ecclesia in their nation, in their states, in their regions, their territories, authorizing them to enforce rulings against evil, lawlessness, uh, covenant breaking, corruption. Would we give them a white stone verdict to battle against hell's forces enforcing what we forbid or what we permit empowered by the Holy Spirit, led by, led by Holy Spirit. It's all under him. Or would we, would we in unbelief or our silence, show them a hung jury. A jury that can't make up its mind. Would we give them a white stone to go to war against hell's kingdom, its leadership, or its human surrogates in the earth realm? Would we give them a yes, or would we give them a no? Holy Spirit was calling for a decision to be made. It was calling for a verdict of the ecclesia. Why? So he could release the enforcers. So he could release the powerful ones, the mighty ones to assist us in Christ's name. Well, I came to the platform after this, we had several people that came and we began to pray and we began to decree over the prophetic words that night as we usually do. And uh, during that time, uh, when several of us were praying, decreeing, prophesying again, and, and during that time, when one of them was praying, I went over to Dutch and I said, Dutch, I'm going to share a vision God gave me earlier today. And after I, I share it, I want you to pray it. And because I don't know anyone that carries more authority in prayer uh, for our nation or nations than he does. I said, I'm going to share this and then I want you to pray it. And then I said to him, just know it's pretty far out there. 
And he said, well, we've been there before. So I told division and Dutch prayed. And we gave our Air Force, H-E-I-R, the force behind the airs. We gave them a white stone. A white stone verdict. We released supernatural enforcers. We released them in agreement with what God says. His will. According to his will. This is a biblical principle that now Holy Spirit is revealing at levels that we've never seen before. It's at a much higher level. And it's part of the revelation that he's now revealing that his ecclesia in our times is to pursue or be built upon. Yes, we make decrees. Yes, we pray the prayers But how do we enforce those decrees? How do we enforce those prayers? We see in our own nation that there are many, many laws. And they are good laws, but they're not working because there's no enforcement of the law. How do we enforce them in a nation? In a state, in a, in a location, a region. Yes we, yes, we vote on it. Yes, we make a stand. Yes, we raise our voice. Yes, we run people for office. And we must do that and do it even greater. We can't be silent. And also, we must understand there are times when we need supernatural help. We're in one of those times now. We cannot be a true ecclesia without sometimes supernatural power, supernatural help. And Holy Spirit is revealing it is now given in a far greater measure than we have ever seen before. Keep standing. Keep standing on, uh, uh, standing for our gods. Keep, keep prophesying. Keep declaring. Keep praying it. I believe this is happening at greater levels because we now have functioning, functioning ecclesias all over this nation and in many other nations. We have, without any question, we have now prayed or decreed millions of promises. Millions of promises based on God's word. Millions of promises based on his will for us. We have learned to decree a word so it's established. We have learned to pray God's word. We have learned to decree declare our faith and not back down from it. Stand. We have learned no word of God is void of power. We have learned that angel armies, they assist based on God's declared word. They assist them to come to pass. We have learned that words of unbelief hinder the function of angels. Idle words, idle angels. Words of unbelief 
can actually even anger them. It stifles their work. And now, Holy Spirit is showing us He is releasing powerful angels to enforce, enforce the ecclesia's verdicts rendered in the King's name at a far greater level or measure. Supernatural enforcers have been sent far more than has ever been sent before, far more. We see this principle at the very beginning in Genesis. In fact, God himself uses this principle. Again, don't dispensationalize it. Adam and Eve, we know they fell into sin. They, they rebelled against God. They, they went against what his word was and they sinned. And sin began to pollute them. When they, when they did that, God gave a verdict. And in this verdict, he said to them, you got to leave the garden. You can't stay here. I will, I will work to redeem you and I'll bring, I'll bring the seed of the woman and you're going to be restored. Man can be restored. But you can't be in this garden any longer. That was his verdict. Then we are told he stationed a cherubim. What is a cherubim? I believe cherubims are also part of the seraphim order. Only they have two wings instead of six like the seraphs do. What do they do? They guard God's covenants. They guard God's covenant. They, are, they, they have two over top of the ark of the covenant. They are guarding covenants. And I'm still studying them, by the way. So he makes the verdict. Then he, he stationed a cherubim, a, a mighty angel of strength and power on the east side of the garden, Genesis 3, 24 tells us, to protect the covenant tree, the tree of life, to protect it. This cherubim had a flaming sword that flashed back and forth. Back and forth. Why? Enforcing the decree. Enforcing the verdict. Enforcing the declaration, the decree of the Lord. You're not going to touch my covenant. The verdict stationed the enforcing angel to see it done. This happened in heaven uh, when Lucifer led his a coup, a coup attempt against God. He led one third of the angels. We know that. Revelation 12 describes it. He led one third of the angels in a coup attempt against God. When he did that, God issued a verdict. He commanded that there was to be no room left for Lucifer and his rebellion rebellious angels in heaven, no room left, which in other words, there's no place for them. Their position is vacated. Their, their position 
is forever gone. They're positions of authority. They're, there's no room for them. When the Godhead issued the verdict, Michael and his angels enforced it. They, they threw Lucifer and, and one third of the angels out. They enforced the decree, the verdict. In the book of Daniel, the prophet Daniel saw that it was time for the 70 years of captivity in Babylon to end. God's promise was that it would end after 70 years. He sees this, so what does he do? He prays it. And he prayed it for 21 days. He prayed what God promised. He declared, it's time, free us, God. Free us, it's time, free us. It's in its moment, free us. He declared a verdict that was based on God's word. And God sent Gabriel, a seraph and also an archangel, on day one to enforce it. But the demon prince hell had assigned to Persia, over Persia, fought Gabriel. And that this fight was in, this, in the heavenly sphere. This, this fallen demon prince fought Gabriel, withstanding this promise from getting through. So on the 21st day of this spiritual battle, over, and don't miss this, on the 21st day of this spiritual battle, over a natural promise to a nation, to a nation, to a nation. God sent another seraph and another archangel, Michael, who is captain of angel armies to help Gabriel enforce the prayer that was aligned with the promise. God sent mighty angels to enforce the promise Daniel had asked for. What a supernatural time we have moved into. Holy Spirit is now leading the plan of the Godhead for a supernatural transitional, reformational era to begin. And he has now released a host of mighty angels to enforce the verdicts of the king's ecclesias against hell's kingdom, its, its princes, its leadership, and their surrogate human allies in the earth realm, the king has determined his ecclesia is going to win. It's going to prevail. This precedent God has used from the, from the beginning, it's a precedent that we see throughout the scripture. They are assisting, they're assisting us in Enforcing prayers to open nations. They're enforcing verdicts, binding evil. 
They are enforcing ecclesia decrees, loosing nations from demon rule, loosing cultures from demon rule, loosing government from demonic rule. They are enforcing decrees of change. They are enforcing revival decrees. They are enforcing plans for stunning victories. Plans for Godhead surprises. Plans for incredible victories, breakthroughs. They are enforcing our verdicts against Baal and his inroads into our, our natural government. They are enforcing our decrees of things no longer permitted, unlawful. The king, the king, Jesus said in his definition, my ecclesia will rule and reign with me in my name. They will open doors. They'll close doors. I'll give them the keys to do it. They got the keys to the kingdom. My ecclesia will voice my will in my name. And my entire kingdom will back them. And all of heaven will back them. We're moving into a time when supernaturally he is going to prove it. He meant it. He meant it. He always does what he says. We are entering into supernatural times and we are going to receive big wins. He has given us a white stone verdict. You win. Declare what I say, you win. Declare what I say, you rule. Declare what I say, you'll break through. Declare what I say, I've given you a white stone. Overcomers rise. Ecclesias, hundreds of you all over the nation and the world. Participate in the new Breakthrough levels of victory God is now sending you. Participate in your ecclesia meetings knowing the mighty ones are in attendance. Declare the word of the Lord. Declare breakthrough in your region. Regional angels of might will come against the powers of hell and break you through. You win. You win. We are not, as some suppose, we are not moving in a time when we are going to lose. No. Greater is he that is in us. Our angels are far more powerful than hell's. And they're a whole lot, more sm they're a whole lot smarter. They actually sided with God. Singers and musicians, come. I want to pray this into our, our nation, our world. It's amazing the delegated authority God has given to us. And we often live below the, the level of our, our, our authority. Yes, it's delegated, but it's there. The partnership with angels. We don't deify angels. 
Remember, they're fellow servants. They're fellow workers with us. We partner with the fellow workers that are supernatural beings. They're not divine, but they're supernatural. And they carry supernatural power from Holy Spirit. And now the world is going to see an ecclesia that begins to understand that, participates in it, and we're going to be one of the places. We're not the only one, but we're one of them. Stand, if you will. Lord, this revelation is one that only Holy Spirit can, can really put inside of us. As I've talked to you about, I know I can only go so far in even trying to describe it because real revelation comes from you. But I know that you are doing something that is absolutely at a level never seen before. I know the angel gate is open and I know seraphims, the seraphs are apart. I know dominions and authorities. I know they're a part of this and I saw them coming. But it is a revelation that you must anoint to get inside of us an understanding of what it really means to live as an heir of God, of you. A joint heir with Christ, a kingdom person ruling and reigning with you, a kingdom heir participating with supernatural angel beings and knowing it's real. It's more real than the natural realm. Knowing it is supernatural, but we are called to be supernatural people, to function that way. Give understanding, pour out anointing of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, revelation and enlightenment upon this word as it goes out into the nation and the nations. May the ecclesia rise to voice as never before, your will and your plans, never backing down, knowing they are partnering with Holy Spirit and the releasing his releasing of the mighty ones. We say we welcome it. In ways, Lord, we are humbled by it. Lord, there's in some parts of this, it's with fear and trembling that, that I even talk about it. Not saying, Lord, we know everything about it, but but what we do know, we will walk in and we will believe you for more. May the kingdom rise. May the ecclesia arise for the king and for his glory. For the king and for his glory. For the king and for his glory. It's all for you, Lord. It's for our king, for his glory, for the king. Supernatural is rising. Part of that is 
answers to promises individually, obviously. When you open up to territories and you open up spirit realms over nations, it flows, it trickles down, it comes to us individually. When the nation of Israel was blessed, its people was blessed. Same is true for us. I know something is breaking loose. And so I want to pray it over you individually. Those of you that may be here and you are in need of a, a verdict in your favor. It's here. I want to pray for you. Maybe you're sick today. Well, we'll pray for you to get healed. Maybe you need a financial break. I don't know. I do know that it is his will to free you and there's supernatural help rising. Tens of thousands of you are watching right now or will be as this goes out. I'll talk to you. I'm gonna pray in Jesus' name and we're gonna release the power of God to you, whatever you need. He's just as close to you in your living room as he is in this room. He's there. His promise is just as true. It's true corporately. It's true individually. Whatever you need, talk to him about it now. And we're going to give it to him. And I believe the power of the kingdom of God's coming to you where you are to heal you, to set you free, to deliver you, to prosper you, to do whatever you need. And to, as you decree, we know the angels, they're going to participate in bringing the backsliders home. That's what they do. Don't have time to talk about it today, but they do. It's the season for the lost to come home, your prodigals to come home. A lot of talk about that. Our, our new book, Rachel and I became a bestseller this week. What's it about? Come home, come home, come home. Now, wherever you are, wherever you are, align your words. You, you, you declare a verdict in your favor. Align your words with God's. Lord, I don't know how many thousands of people right now need you to touch them, change things for them, or how many are sick in body, whatever. And they need your miracle touch. I loose it in Jesus' name. We loose the angels to begin to minister on their assignments over personal lives, over families, over business. We declare no promise that you make is void of power. We loose it now in Jesus' name. Every effort of hell's kingdom to stop it, we bind and we ask the enforcers to enforce your word in their lives, to help release the power of the Holy Spirit to them the freedom of a kingdom that cannot be stopped, the freedom of a covenant that is real and for now, guarded covenant of healing, guarded by angels, overseen by Holy Spirit, our commander in chief. 
release miracles by the thousands even today. We declare the verdict of our King. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. No weapon formed against you will prosper. By his stripes you're healed. We declare it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We declare the harvest of the kingdom. Father goes coming on. Lost coming on. Loose the air force, Lord. The mighty ones among us. Loose them here. Hallelujah. Pray into this assignment with me, please. You in the room. Many intercessors watching. Pray it. Decree it. It's now time. It's now. Pray into the insight and the revelation of this to rise at a different level to give us more, more, more. I know more is to come. Pray with me about that and receive the promise that power and glory and promises they're going to come to pass for you they're going to come to pass in your churches leaders they're coming to pass leaders of hell will not win nor will its human surrogates in the earth amen Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Be blessed and uh, enjoy your day. Blessings.